The following podcast will contain graphic, disgusting, crass, foul, mature, and immature content. This is Colvic Darksy. I'm a half-orc cleric. I'm really into CrossFit and spreading my dark seed. Shakes. I am Melvin Hardney. I am a high elf wizard. Unfortunately, sometimes I turn people inside out. on the Very Good Adventuring Team. The Undercity is maintained by kobolds, and that's where you might find, for example, a high-stakes Pogs game. Once you've found her, bring her back here to your office and then send for him. You're not at all worried about just half-demon getting into your Pogs? I'm not worried about that. That's, uh, let's not talk about my Pog collection, all right? The wizard wants, the wizard gets. I think I should sneak up to his room. Uh, Melvin doesn't really drink alcohol, so he'll just have apple juice. You wanna, if you want to rifle through drawers and whatnot, you... Yeah, I'll take a look through his drawers. Maybe it feels a little one-sided. Maybe, like, he loves her a little more than she loves him. Can you come over to the bar? I'll buy you a drink and talk about a couple things. Well, she's always hated this town and been real cagey about wanting to get out of here, but... Darkseed's getting a little aggressive. You'll let me know if you find her, right? Yeah, sure. Tell me all. Tell us my ghost, bro. I don't think we should take this girl back if we find it to a place. Kendra's sister bumps some uglies with a demon. It's oh, a crit. demon uglies gotta be ugly. Yeah. Let's check out this broken egg. Mm-hmm. Holding my <laughs> headless, gutless guy tight. You're kind of hot shit on the local pog circuit, so. Oh, yeah. Now let's go talk to these ladies. I'm not the kind of person who'd be going back into dressing rooms if nobody knows me. I have to have any titties blow your mind. Is there anybody I would know that I would maybe look for? There are two dancers that you know because they dance here the most often. Mia and uh, Carl. Carla? Or straight up Carl. Can I do for you, boss? Not. Oh, it's so creepy. <laughs> uh, uh, hey, Carl. Um... <laughs> Listen, uh, it's more if you can help me out. We're trying to uh, find one of the dancers around here for uh, not sexual purposes. Uh, looking for Desire. Have you seen her at all lately? I've seen Desire around here and there. She's supposed to perform in the next couple of days. When's the last time you've seen her? Seen her? Oh, I think I saw her right about three days ago. She came by here and she danced a little thing around the room, but she wasn't here too long. Did she seem like she was going to come back and, and perform here? or? Uh... I believe she's on the schedule for tomorrow night. Is there a particular reason you're asking? We had a few folks reporting that uh, she might be missing, so just trying to figure out where she's at. We're on the case. 
Mm. Well, I'll tell you what, I will keep an eye out for her. Well, thanks, Carl. Appreciate it, buddy. Anytime you need hot Carl, you know where to find me. <laughs> you gonna go out there and play a little bit of Pogs? I hear Sabin's out there been looking for you. Who's there? Introduction of Sabin. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm on the job right now, Carl, but uh, maybe later. All right, all right, all right. Is uh, you wouldn't yeah. uh, know if Mia's back there at all, would you? Uh, Mia is standing right behind. She kind of like pokes her head back out and says, "How y'all doing?" <laughs> hey, Mia. Hey, uh, you dancing tonight? I sure am, honey pie. You gonna be playing tonight? I hear you knock them pogs straight down. You gonna bust the table in half? <laughs> <laughs> uh, nope, not playing tonight, Mia. But uh, <laughs> may- maybe I'll see you out there on the dance floor. <laughs> All right, all right, all right. Because <laughs> uh, I want to talk to Mia, but I want to—I don't want to talk to her, you know, directly in front of Carl right now. I want to see if we can get Mia maybe off to the side. How are you going to do that? I was thinking maybe buy her a drink, huh? Yeah, maybe wait till she's out there dancing, and uh, maybe after she's done, grab her for a drink or something. All right, close her in for a private lap dance. Start to ask her questions. When's the last time you seen her? Maybe <laughs> she's maybe, uh, swirling around on you. Maybe by a dark seat of lap dance. Give him his first lap dance. <laughs> oh, he's gonna come in his pants for sure. Give <laughs> a dark seat in his pants. <laughs> it's just really awkward because I wear white jeans all the time. They're like, what's going on? With this guy? Well, it's a wasted shake. <laughs> <laughs> you were you were white no. white jeans down to the sewers. That's good. My guy just shot up. I don't know what the classic attire is, so I just wore some white jeans. There, white. Goes, there goes three silvers. I mean, is it white? Is it white jeans all the time? Um, like tight white hipster I, jeans. Yeah, I'm feeling like I want to be as pure as possible for mm. my my god. So I'm I'm usually a white wearing white white uh. Now white jeans, white t-shirt. That's got to be where most of your money goes if you're an adventurer. Pure or a pure <laughs> pimp? <laughs> pure he, doesn't, pimp. he doesn't have like the fish tank shoes or anything. He's just... No. <laughs> That'd be pretty cool. Have you, have you guys seen it. that movie? I'm going to get you, sucker. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Um, <laughs> most so, money goes into dry cleaning. <laughs> <laughs> just you, get, you guys just have a massive clothing budget with all the pants you got to replace for Perkins and Colvick wearing white all the time. So you leave the dressing room behind. You make your way out to the the main back room area. Is there like a back bar at all or anything? Yeah, there's another bar back here. A little more limited service than in the front just because it's a smaller bar. There's more room for gambling tables and for the stage. So you walk into the room. There's basically a long, like a 20-foot raised stage. It sits about four feet up. Around that stage are the various gambling tables. Sort of on the left side, you see more like poker, blackjack, craps, those sorts of games where there's like a house dealer controlling the game, pit pit crews and all the rest of that. And on the right side, and this is the place that Melvin's real familiar with, there are three freestanding tables almost, and that's where all the pog players are. And it's from over there that you hear the all-too-familiar voice of your pog rival, Sabin Nicholmas. And he kind of chuckles as he sees you come into the room, and he says, Are you back for more, are you? He's, he's like an old man. He's like 85 years old. Human man. And he likes to shit talk? He loves shit talking. This guy... 
This guy just loves nothing more than crushing people's pog dreams. Back to break your hip, old man. <laughs> <laughs> Who's your friends? Never mind. Never mind who my friends are. We got business. Oh, you didn't come back to try and win your slammer back? Oh, I and lost you... my slammer? I didn't know I lost my slammer. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't your favorite one. It wasn't like your... What the fuck did you call it? The dark matter one or what <laughs> this isn't like your ultimate or whatever like but this this was like this was the slammer that you used to carry around in your travel set that was my oh it's my travel slammer yeah it's it, it's probably like your fifth favorite slammer and the last time you were here you lost it in a pogs match to this guy and he kind of he like pulls it out of his back pocket and kind of waves it a little bit at you he says maybe next time you'll have a little more courage if you come in here yeah, maybe I will, old man. And I roll my eyes. I'm not too concerned about my fifth favorite pod, Slammer. <laughs> no, he and his cronies all, all get a laugh. It's like a bunch of old dudes all crowded around this table, and they go back to pog slamming amongst themselves. So it's a bunch of old dudes playing pogs? Are there any <laughs> young dudes playing pogs? Oh, yeah. I mean, all three tables are occupied. There's people from, you know, all walks of life all and what have you. All ages. Mm-hmm. Pogs? Really, it's the game that brings all of us together. It's kind of the core of the community. It's the football of this world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so there are, there are a couple of other groups, but this guy in particular, I mean, you guys have traded wins back and forth for quite some time. Nobody could really say who's the Since better player. Since he was a child. <laughs> <laughs> He's still young compared to you, really. I mean, yeah, I mean, you probably knew him when he was like 20. <laughs> so, Going back and forth. So Saban and, and me are probably like the top two We've been trading like top spots, top two uh, pod players in the, mm-hmm. in the city. Okay. Yeah, back and forth. You're at you're at the peak of the bracket, and and again, nobody. Uh, it, it's one to one odds when you guys play, and that's the big thing about pogs in an area like in a den like this. Isn't so much you guys playing against each other. It's all the side betting that goes on around you. Gotcha. So I mean, this crusty old bastard. Or the... Do I have any of his slammers? At all? I think you guys have each maybe got one slammer from the other, and you keep it as a prize. The slammer that I lost, is there anything, any distinguishing marks on it, uh, what it's made out of? Can you any, tell me. The slammer that I lost, well, it's my it's my travel slammer, so, uh, so it's got to be a little bit smaller, a little bit lighter. I probably keep it close to my nuts whenever I'm traveling for good luck. So, so I'm kind of laughing. I'm like, <laughs> have fun fondling my nuts, you old man. <laughs> your, your ball slammer. It's made out of the penis of the last unicorn. <laughs> <laughs> it's, no, it's got a, it's got a, it's got like a stamp, uh, like a, a unicorn penis stamp on it, like where I, I rolled it into the cast of the slammer. If you look at it in just the right light, you can make out a rainbow. Slight rainbow dances off out the tip of the. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Of the unicorn penis stamp, <laughs> or maybe it's is it like a hologram where like if you go this way with it, it looks like the the horn, and then you go the other way, and it's the wang. <laughs> it transforms into a wang. <laughs> and in the in the in the transfer, it's rainbows shooting out of it either way. It really shows itself in the light. Mm-hmm. So he's got your he's got your uh, unicorn wang slammer over there, and he's kind of flashing it back and forth to you. Every now and again, you can look over and he'll just kind of give you a little, flash, little show of it. Flash a unicorn penis mm-hmm. at me. Whatever. I'll get it back. The slammer that you've got from him 
is it's all black with a super cheesy skull on it in white paint. Like it's <laughs> it's super lame. Does it say like affliction on it or something? Or? No, it's it's just the skull. <laughs> <Douche> slammer. <laughs> yeah, it's the, it's the douchiest slammer. It's the douchiest slammer you've ever seen. And it was and like you could tell he really liked that one. <laughs> <laughs> so you feel a little bad for him. <laughs> There's a. a, a touch of respect there because you do you you know this is the second best player in your mind the second best player in town and pox so. is important to you yeah i mean you know it's not fun unless you have you know somebody to compete against that's pushing your game a little bit mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. you rise I, I, to the competition you know even though if it is a super crusty old piece of shit that's probably going to die soon whatever i'm just, just going to lean I'm over to him like let's make a slammer out of his hip bone <laughs> <laughs> I'm just totally frustrated at this guy. I have no clue who he is. I'm just like, oh, this guy's a dude. You're uh, really showing your orc there. Yeah. 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 So, much for, so much for being uh, pure as the driven snow over there. <laughs> well, it's yeah, my actually t- just yells out, well, I'll make a slammer out of your hip bone. <laughs> you, old piece of, <laughs> you old piece of shit. <laughs> Fucking slam your eyeballs. <laughs> So you are back there and you're casually enjoying some drinks and, you know, with with a critical eye watching some of the other Pogs games going on, um, enjoying your beverages and the show and the dancers going across and Mia gets up and she goes through her performance. A couple minutes after she gets done, you can see her saunter off the stage towards the back. You walk up and approach her and, and pull her off to one of the booths to the side. She says, oh, what can I do for you, honey? Hey, uh, Mia, we're... Uh... We're trying to find Desire. Have you seen her at all lately? Oh, God, is there anything wrong? I haven't seen her in a little bit, but she's supposed to be here tomorrow. Tomorrow night? Are you sure? She didn't uh, She didn't make any mention of leaving town or anything like that? Oh, God, no. Where would she go? Where would any of us go, right? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, all right. Well, if you uh, hear anything else, you let us know, okay? Oh, yeah. Will we be seeing you real soon then, hon? Hard to say. Hard to say, Mia. Hard, yeah, hard, hard, hard meat to say. Hard, hard meat, meat to, to say. say. <laughs> giggity. Giggity. All right. Well, this has kind of been like a... Dead ends everywhere. Dead end. You got to go out to that beach house, I guess. Nobody knows shit. Yep. I mean, it's probably pretty late at night. Uh, is this something that we want to be doing at night? or? Uh... You wouldn't. It's not like it'd be terribly unsafe. There is the occasional monster roaming the countryside, but I best wait till morning. Does... um. Does uh, Desire have, like, a locker or anything here? Like, you know, does she, does she keep any belongings here at all? Like, she would have a locker. Okay. Hey, um, Mia, any idea what uh, locker uh, Desire might be using? She's like, oh, yeah, you want to come back and take a look at it, honey? Since you're searching for her like a nice boy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that would be great. So she takes you back and... You rifle through the locker, you find the usual, you know, dancer. There's some feather boas and some other various accoutrements for dancing. You do also find some of the letters that are uh, would have been the responses or the back and forth from the letters that were looked at earlier. Same basic details, mentioning this beach house, reminiscing about old times, etc. But no additional clues that would lead you anywhere on this journey. Fucking fantastic. All right. Well, um, 
Let's, uh, I don't know. What do you guys want to do? You guys want to rest up a little bit? Uh, Probably. Take this up in the morning? Yeah. Are you guys interested in sticking around here tonight? or? Uh... Yeah, why not? You seem like you want to get back into some pod games here. Well, I mean, if you're, you know, you got some time on our hands. You know, this asshole Satan's around. I would particularly want to see you kick this guy's ass in pogs. All right. Just because you rubbed me the wrong way. All right. I look at the bartender. I'm like, give me a two fingers of apple juice. <laughs> bartender slides you across two fingers of apple juice and kind of looks knowingly at you as you're, as you're eyeballing Saban and his cronies at his table. Refreshing beverages for the two of you as well. Mm-hmm. I think I'm going to get a room with uh, one of the girls. You want to have a, a little bit of Mia sunshine, or are you going to... A little bit of a hot Carl. Make my deck as soft as uh, something that's soft. <laughs> <laughs> who's... who's uh, you've been down here a couple times. Who's your favorite? Let's go with Lexi. Lexi? stripper name. Lexi is an awesome stripper name. Who's Lexi? What's... Uh... She is a full-blooded elf. Extremely agile flexible you like the other half gotcha golden light comes from her vagina (laughs) 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 but it makes a bug zapper sound (laughs) (laughs) roscoe likes danger she has purple eyes Ooh, purple eyes on lexi all right so you go over and Hire Lexi for the evening and are otherwise occupied. Kolvik, you are about to enjoy the spectacle, the sport, the cunning that is Pogs. I'm going to get in on some side bet action, actually. Are you? about that, yeah. Just mm. thinking about my man. I'm like, I have full confidence in Melvin. He's always seemed like a winner to me. I'm a little concerned. We're, I feel like we're corrupting Darkseed here. and He's got this whole uh, you know purity thing going on. And the next thing you know, he's... Down here gambling. Gambling on pogs. Gambling on mm-hmm. pogs. I didn't know this lifestyle. I, it's like a Bender, when he first turns human, he just starts going rampant. <laughs> Comes up fat the next day. All right. Uh, how much How much are you going to bet? You can find a willing taker on either side. Everybody least... is very familiar with these two and their, their epic rivalry. You should have at least, what, 35 gold pieces mm-hmm. just based on our jobs and advances so far. Are you betting for or against? Yeah. Um, I'm looking at Melvin and just looking. They've been dead in the face. And whoever is behind Saban, I'm just going to say, I'm going to bet you two gold pieces right here on Melvin. All right. Just start off small. I really don't know what Melvin is capable of, so I wanted to kind of make it a safe bet. But not let him know that. (laughs) All right. So you're betting two gold pieces on the side. You So you're going up to Saban and you say, like, want to get a game going or whatever and Saban says what are the stakes young man traditional stakes for a pogs game between players like you guys would be uh, a gold piece on the game and then if i understand pogs correctly basically you, you do like the slammer and the ones that land face up you get to keep yeah that's i mean <laughs> i know an idea <laughs> i watched some videos <laughs> did you yeah it's way it's more than i did pog research but that's all i can remember yeah and it's it's is it the one that's on face up or is it outside of a circle or some shit I, well everything i saw was face up i didn't see anything okay. about a circle okay because it's well because 
it's similar to marbles like that and marbles is knocking them out of the circle right but then yeah pogs is like you so you get you agree on like a stack size so like each of you would contribute say 10 pogs into the pile okay and they're all i don't know if they're like all i think they're all facing up or no they're all facing down so like the blank side is down and it's one single stack it's one single stack and then the first person like slams it with their slammer and they fucking fly everywhere because they're all springy cardboard and whichever ones are face up you get to keep so you slam down and you get to keep the ones that are face up i still can't figure out i haven't found anything that tells me like do you guys just keep smashing them until you get them all face up i think that's how it's supposed to be is like the first person hits and you get all the ones that are face up and you like pull those out of the pile and then you slam again. Like the other person gets to slam and try and flip more upside down. And I think it goes back and forth like that until all the pogs are taken. And then whoever has the most at the end wins. And if you're playing for keepsies, okay. then you get to keep all the ones that you Yeah, that after you each thr- uh, throw, the pogs have landed face down or restacked for the next player. So you keep doing it. Oh, they get they actually they get, get restacked, restacked. And then you slam it down again. And then whoever has the most pogs, I think, face up. All right, that changes my perspective on it a little bit because I've been trying to come up with like how to do this in dice roll. Well, I mean, you can do it. Yeah. Okay. Like a stack amount and then roll for how many get face up and then the next person rolls. It's, it's kind of what I was thinking, but there's like, there's no good, like, uh, how would you say it? There's like, because like, what if you take like seven? Then, you know, then the stack is 13. Well, there's no 13 sided dice. So how many of those do you get? Like, well, you can can't you do percentage dice? You can do a ten and a three. Oh, so you get. It seems like a lot of math to do. Like, what percentage you flip? Every well, no, time. no, no. Just use those as counters. So you have you start out with a two and a zero, and then you slam. That's the first one. Then you roll it down to one and a three. Let. Okay, I see what you're talking about. Never mind. Well, you take a. What if you took your six-sided dice and made evens one, and odds zero, or as needed. And also, I think in a two-person pog game you would need uh, a set number of turns yeah because otherwise it'd be two people just bashing away at that last pog forever so let's do this uh wait why i mean whoever flips over the last pog would just get it so the question is who who wins is it the person who's gathered the most pogs yeah so let's do it this way i'm gonna say that there are there's gonna be three rounds to this so it's gonna be three 20-sided dice rolls and you're going to add your dexterity and your proficiency bonus. So it's basically, this is like a tool set. So your proficiency right now is plus two. And then what's your dexterity? 15. So I have a bonus of two. All right. So you'll add four to whatever your rolls are. And for the time being, I'm going to give him the same bonus so that it's just a, a straight up 50-50 shot. So we're, it's going to be three rolls. It'll be like a, a best of three contest. So you're, you're just doing a comparative roll. So like... That would be a 22. Roll your dice. 19, so 23. So you would win that round. Okay. So then we'll do three victories, uh, or sorry, three rounds, best of three. We'll say that you won that round, and then I'll have you do just a straight uh, 20-sided dice roll plus your modifier. Wait, no. Let's do... We'll say you're doing stacks of 20 pogs every time. And so you, if you won, you obviously got more than half. So it'll be 10 plus a 1d10. So you took 17 of his pogs. Okay. This is going to be a lot of pogs. 
Mm-hmm. But you've got your travel set with you. You know what they are. I should just roll like a... I mean, if I win, I win. So I got the most pogs. Well, I'm, I'm going to do the I'm going to do the three rolls because then it's like a you know it's like a slam slam slam. No, no, no. I mean, like I got the most pogs that round, and then it should just be like I just roll for the amount of pogs or whatever that I got. Like each round? I don't know. Well, how many rounds? You said three rounds. Well, I'm going to say one game is three like three versus rolls of the d20 plus yep. your modifier, and it's like basically first to two win so if you like win win you won the game and then we decide how many pogs you took oh gotcha just one a guy oh yeah yeah yeah. okay all right so you settle in on the opposite side of the table you each put your 10 pogs into the center pile and you've always got to pick a person from the crowd to do the stacking and because it's his first time and he's betting on it everybody's like kolvik kolvik stacks them up kolvik stacks them so they make Kolvik like stack up all the pogs in the middle. Then you guys begin. So D twenty roll. All right. Oh, I rolled just a massive roll, twenty four. It's a perfect natural twenty. Nice. Yeah, that's versus the ten that he got. So that's that's a that's an excellent slam on your side. Roll again. Oh, he's got a twenty this time. Oh, that's a nine for me. All right, nine total. Nine total. Yeah. All right, he was 16 plus four, so that's a victory for him. Neck and fucking neck, whoever wins this one. Oh. <laughs> I rolled one. Oh, oh, he rolled a four. Dang. So he smiles as he picks up <laughs> picks up the Sick. pogs. He took he took 18. Uh, so eight of your pogs from you. You get to keep two of your own pogs. And he smiles in delight. Regrettably, Kolvik lost two gold on the first gambling experience he's ever had. Um, so Saban giggles as he's picking up the last pogs as, as the final count is made. And, and he's clearly he's clearly destroyed you on this because it's 18 pogs to two in the final countdown. And he takes the bet off of the table. He's won his uh, his gold piece from you and the, and the eight pogs. And... Gives you a little glint and says, you want to try it again, little man? Yeah. This time I'm going to take out the... I'm going to take out my my fourth favorite slammer. This is, uh... You travel with multiple slammers? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> He's got fourth. my fifth one. So I'm going to... It's, uh, it's got, like, a, just an artist rendering of, like, the two biggest, most beautiful boobs I've ever seen. <laughs> 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 and, uh... Are you wagering it against his slammer? Uh, I, well, what kind of slammer is he rocking? Right now, he has... It's another, like, just douchey is all get-out slammer. What's douchier than a skull? <laughs> the slammer that he pulls out... If it has a Gadsden flag on it, don't tread on me. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. It's got the... It doesn't actually say don't tread on me. It's just got the snake, but you can tell it's the don't tread on me logo. <laughs> And it's and it's again it's black with white paint with this little snake on it. Okay, I I'm, I really don't want it, but I know it's valuable to him. Mm-hmm. So, uh, <laughs> you can tell by the way he's holding it that he likes this one. So my my slammer's uh, it's made out of copper. It's like solid copper, and so it's my copper knockers. And uh, <laughs> are the boobs engraved or is it painted over? They're like engraved, like it's like. <laughs> Are they naked boobs? 
Oh yeah, yeah. Or the areola big. Who's gonna two, who's two gonna make a clothes clo- boobs? <laughs> <laughs> it's just like an awkward photograph, basically, of like a too low picture. It's just a side boob. <laughs> My side boob. The side boob slammer. Like that's that your one. third favorite. Yeah, that's my third favorite. <laughs> All right, so I'm, yeah, I'm gonna put my uh, I'm gonna put my copper knockers on the table, and uh, this will be slammer for slammer. Right on. In addition to a gold piece, or just the slammer? I think just a slammer because those are pretty those are pretty valuable. Yeah, slammers can vary quite a bit in value. Uh, I don't know what the copper knockers would be worth, but if anything, you're taking this pride. Yeah. So. It sounds unique and handmade. Like it the, is. Oh, they all sure. are. It's my the, fourth favorite slammer. They are. We'll get into the elaborate backstory that I'm starting to come up with pogs at some point, but they are so named because of the pog tree, which is what all of the individual pogs are made out of. It's little slices from the willow-like branches that are nice and springy, so they bounce real good for the game. Hmm. And then the slammers can come from, well, anything from a unicorn dick to a big slab of copper with boobs carved on it, apparently. What great craftsmen have to make them. Mm-hmm. And I pull out uh, the pogs that I'm going to use for this round. Uh, I've I've had made just for playing against Saban. Everyone has a picture of like Saban with a penis in his mouth. <laughs> so, and so he, he's not he's not, he's not going to know till they flip over. <laughs> oh, what a nasty Lloyd surprise! <laughs> <laughs> All right. So based on that, uh, I, I don't normally like the rule of inspiration, but I'm going to give you inspiration on this one where uh, for this game only, you can re-roll one of your rolls. Yes. <laughs> because that was such a delight of storytelling. <laughs> Kolvik at this point doesn't know how to bet. And he just looks at the other guy across the wall. He just looks and he's like, pants. You're going to bet that guy his pants? Yeah, he doesn't know how to bet. He's really bad at this. So he's, he's, the guy looks at you and he's just like... Yeah, this big six foot seven guy pointing at him. Pointing, pointing at his pants. And so he's, he kind of shrugs and he's like, like, this guy's feeling lucky because uh, the first game was won and, and he's willing to bet pants for pants with you. All right. Pants for pants. Pants for pants. Right, slammer for slammer. Saban kind of get, get kind of conquers down on the table, and he says, "Whatever, you're ready." And I just kind of get like a really like creeped out face. I'm like, "Ugh, creeper." <laughs> oh no, seven. That's a twenty over here. All right, I'm gonna use my inspiration on this one and reroll. Oh my god, uh, ten. That's... No wait, that would be a thirteen. Still a victory for him. He rolled a 16. Damn. Holy shit. You rolled a 20. Oh, my God. That's it for me. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> so the copper knockers. Oh, no. He reaches over and places a, a greedy hand over them and slides it back with a giggle. <laughs> and your new buddy, Kolvik, looks expectantly down at these pure snow white pants. With a little dark seed stain, sadly enough. <laughs> Did you? Well, I don't know if you got the uh, the no, lap dance yet, but nope. And then <laughs> automatically just regret my decision process on this. <laughs> he runs out of the room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, we didn't we didn't buy you a lap dance. We're not gonna we're not gonna contribute. Or at least I'm not gonna contribute to uh, robbing you of your purity. 
but uh you know but whatever you do is is your prerogative so yeah learned a little lesson about gambling and dignity tonight so that's a start yeah. on that road I have yeah. to walk out of this place without my pants what can i say <laughs> roscoe just walks out what the hell just happened <laughs> i'm just i'm just so embarrassed everybody's laughing laughing at me and i lost my copper knockers so I mean, it was it was a big game. There was a lot of cheering, a lot of money changing hands, but regrettably, the copper knockers have changed hands. Well, that's enough gambling for tonight. Let's yeah. go to bed. I swear, and I walk out without a word, pouting, vowing, vowing to take back the copper knockers. What's the what's the name of the uh, the other po- the other one? By the way, we got to track which ones have been taken from you and which ones you gained back. The first one that he won from me a long time ago. The, the, he well, he won it from you like a week ago. The last time you is that the one made out of a unicorn deck? Yeah, yep. something with rainbow in it. That's what I was thinking too. The rainbow spray. <laughs> the rigid rainbow. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the rigid rainbow for sure. <laughs> I like the alliteration. <laughs> All right, so Sabin has so far, so far taken from you the rigid rainbow and the copper knockers. And, well, I think we can say uh, just a sliver of your pride. But you know where to find him. The sting of defeat. Hello, everyone. It's DM Nick. That sure was a crushing blow, huh? Will we ever see the return of the Copper Knockers or the Rigid Rainbow? Only time will tell. I'd like to remind everyone that we have our lovely website up, thevgat.com. That's T-H-E-V-G-A-T dot com. If you like the show so far, we'd love it if you could help us out with hosting and equipment costs. You can find links to both our PayPal and our Patreon right there on the website. And here's a quick word from tonight's fake sponsor. Still trying to get that ass into shape? Enough is enough, I say. A real man isn't afraid of asking for a little help, is he? Well, I know. When I called Ass 911, they helped me out of a real bind. You see, my in-laws were coming from overseas and were expecting to see an ass paradise. With hair everywhere, dimples, and a lump of who knows what in the corner, I needed help, and fast. Because it was an emergency, as they called it. They arrived almost immediately with a crew that would have impressed Napoleon. Needless to say, calling ass 911 saved my ass, my skin, and probably my marriage. Check them out at www.ass911.com. Ass 911, because you never know when you'll need them. Whether you're loving or hating the show, you should tell us about it using at VGA Team on Twitter. You can even find us on Facebook. You know what you should do? You should tweet about our show. Like, like right now. You should tell your friends and your family about us. You should tell everyone you meet about us. We're depending on you. Don't let us down. Thanks for listening. Let's get back to the show. So you make your way back to home base, the the very good adventurers team offices, and you guys gonna talk this over or have any other conversation, or is it straight to bed? Is it is it pouty straight to bed time? Yeah, it's pouty straight to bed time. Nobody, Except for me, my money talks. was well spent. You didn't even see me lose pitifully. No, I just got my rocks off, and it won't bring back your parents, Rascal. You'll try. Tried so hard to stuff it all back in. Tried my damnedest to turn Lexi inside out. 
<laughs> and she appreciated it at a, at a minimum your coin did she she was like oh and she gave you back your so how much is a how much is a whore i guess i don't really know what whoring would cost in this world maybe uh we're, we're gonna have to track that if it's gonna be a regular activity yeah <laughs> yeah we are yeah, that's that's probably two gold two gold yeah two gold i mean her name's lexi She's yeah. definitely worth it I th- with a I'm, name like that. I think Lexi actors. is probably the classiest one here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. With every promotion, she just gets another X in her name. Ooh. No, that's not classy. Is, is it Lexi with three X's? Is it no. L-E-C-K-I? L-E-C-K-I? Lexi for Lexington. The pompous whore. Lexington fuckworth third. My mother was whoring. My grandmother was whoring. <laughs> no, you get the last name backwards, it would be Lexington Fuckworthy. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I just knew when I was born this is what I should do. So I cry myself to sleep. It's a shameful night. Shame. You you cradle your other your other slammers. I was pogs. I feel shame. He just goes stays tonight in his other room we don't know about. <laughs> that but, we don't know what's behind there. He's like, I'm gonna be in my 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 secret space. Dark Seder grits blowing gold in his pants. Just lay there with my eyes awake. God, I miss those pants. You spend the night cleaning your pants. <laughs> just <laughs> furiously scrubbing your No Your next pair of pants, your other I feel like I feel like there should like your room, your secret room should be like you love pogs, but you love making them even more. You've been a pogs like a slammer craftsman secretly this whole time. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not going to invent your backstory for you, but that thought just occurred to me. Keep it in mind. Keep it in mind. Well, it's just it's, uh, spitball with that a little bit. The next morning comes about. All of you had varying degrees of good or bad sleep, depending on. Win, wins or losses uh, from the previous evening. Gonna make your way out to the beach house? Mm-hmm. Yep. Let's uh, go to the lake house. Pack yourself a little picnic and... Since every other every other lead has been a complete bust, this is the only one we have left, really. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. You make your way out to the beach house. It's about a half day's journey to get out there, so it's a little afternoon-ish, let's say, when you arrive. Essentially, the way that this is, you... You walk out of town, there's a road that leads up this hillside to the lake that is half a day's journey approximately outside of town. To the right, or basically to the east, there are the the richer, the nicer places that's sort of on the clearer, cleaner side of the lake. And then off to the left are the, the, the rentals and the poorer places. It's a little more densely packed on this side. Uh, you do find this one cabin. You had gotten the directions to get to this place from rod you make your way to the cabin you arrive there and there's definitely signs that that someone was here and very recently uh in fact i probably should have had you guys roll for this but oh well you know you you can tell that somebody was like just here um there's you know uh, embers of a fire somebody was preparing lunch uh leftovers laid out on the table yeah well that's the room that you're in you, you can tell that somebody was just here what are you gonna do how many, um, so there's a table with some food on it? Yeah. Is there, how many settings are there at the table? There's a single setting at the table. Single setting. What kind of food is it? Sandwiches. Ham sandwiches. Ham, ham sandwiches? Would a demon, a half demon eat ham? Demons love ham, but it is good ham. 
premium premium cut ham. Like, is the bread still soft? Bread still soft. It's fresh. That's how recent it's been. I want to... I'm going to eat the sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> you feel nourished. They're go outside and look and see if there's any decisive footprints in the sand or the dirt. I'll have you make an investigation check. Two. You can definitely find sand. Lots of sand out here. I'm just walking outside. <laughs> Don't even look down at my feet. Taking a closer look all around the inside of the house. Is there rooms? Like, or is it just a single open room? It is just a single room. You find a bed that somebody has clearly been sleeping in. Is there any clothing or anything around? Clothing that looks like it would fit a five foot ten tiefling. Well, I suppose there's not anything special about it being a tiefling, but is there any- that are female clothings, female clothes, recent semen stains on the bed? Nothing recent. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you wanted to, like, take a taste or whatever, you could maybe tell how old they are. (laughs) This is clearly, although maybe the dark seed shake expert would be the the age expert on the, never mind, that's going down a real dark path. So, no, you can can tell that the bed has been in use, but just for sleeping as of late. All right, should we, like, hide in the bushes and just wait and stick this place out? Do we see anything here? That we think that she would come back for? Or does it look like somebody packed their crap and left hastily? Like, did they leave? Is there <clears> still, like, a backpack or some clothing here? Or I'll be make an investigation check as well. Uh, so that would be 14 plus 1. So looking around the room, you can pick up the, the signs and get a rough idea of what happened here. Is that as you were coming in the front door, somebody was diving out the back window. Somebody must have seen you coming up the trail. You don't know how recent. You don't know how far in advance it was. But somebody definitely saw that you were on their way up and and booked it on out of here. Definitely did not take everything, but you don't find a backpack. Okay. So is there a window open? There is. All right. I'm going to go look out it quick. You look out the window. You can see about, let's call it 30 feet to the tree line. You don't see anything immediately obvious out there. I'm going to go up to... Roscoe and say, hey, Roscoe, can you check outside here? Is there anything going on? You're a little bit better at this investigation than I am. Yeah, I'll take a look around quick. All right. Have you make an investigation check? 16 plus 4 for 20. 20 is an excellent roll. You can see a trail going off into the woods. Not a trail specifically, but you can see the markings of someone passing, someone moving quickly and not taking a lot of care to hide their tracks. All right, guys. We should run. Like we're hot on somebody's trail. We better giddy up. Let's uh, head towards the tree line. So you're going to make your way into the woods. And the way we're going to do this, Roscoe, you are assuming in the lead and following a trail here. So it's going to be a contest. And you're going to do your investigation modifier for these. Two plus four for six. All right. You don't feel like you're getting closer. Again? 16 plus 4 for 20. Uh, still not quite enough. You you feel like you're starting to lose the trail here. 3 plus 4 for 7. You have lost the trail. Uh, the trail has, has definitely gone dead. You're, you're now kind of... You reach a clearing, essentially, in the, in the woods near this lakeside, and it's just... It, it, the grass is not the right kind of grass or what the fuck ever. I don't know, tracking stuff. It just goes into this clearing, and you can't tell where this person exited back out. Can I just yell? Hey, Desire, I would like to have a word with you. I mean you no harm. 
I think you should actually yell that. Yeah. I mean, you can do that. Do you want to do that? Should I? Yeah, just yell. Mm-hmm. That's what I do in real life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do what you do. <laughs> yeah, you do you. Uh, let's do that as a... Let's do that as a persuasion check. 11 plus 6 for 17. You hear somebody holler back. You can't tell what direction they come from, but you hear somebody holler back. So it's definitely a female voice, and you hear somebody yell, What? What do you want? I'll get you, Beer Baron. i just like a few words. Uh, just to talk. That's all. Uh, Aegis from town is looking for you. Uh, I feel like we shouldn't have told her that. Why not? Because... That might be one of the reasons. We don't know why she's running away. That might be one of the reasons why. Well, that's fine. <laughs> well, are we going to catch her if she keeps running? I don't necessarily want to catch her. Oh, okay. Well, we, we don't, are we supposed to capture her or just ask her to come back to our thing? I mean, he's paying us 100 gold pieces each to bring her back to our... Against her will? We're not like slavers. She's done nothing wrong. Well, I, I don't disagree with that, but... Uh, we could still try really hard to persuade her to come back and uh, tell her, telling her why we're looking for her. We don't have to lie to her, but we could omit the truth. I don't think she's on her own. Anyway, what's done is done, so... What's done is done. Uh, I'm going to have you make a perception check. You guys can all make this one. Oh, my God. 16. Total? Yeah. Uh, that would be 13. You can or, I'm sorry, uh, 15. 15, okay. So you can hear some noises. It's, it's, <clears throat> you just can't quite tell because you're out in this, you know, woods, mountain sort of area. Uh, it's, it's definitely the scuffling, and it was right after Aegis's name was said. You hear someone bolting, basically, but you can't tell the direction. Fucking told you so. What do you want? <laughs> Jack wagon. We stand and turn anybody inside out. Oh, do, we're gonna do this again. <laughs> Here we go, playing the same old hits. Jesse, um, wait, we can help you. I just want to just do a last shout out, see if I can. Uh, you, you don't even need to do a perception roll on this one. She's gone. Oh. she's she maybe heard you holler that out, but uh, this was definitely a uh, like a frightened animal bolting away from you. At this point, I want to gut this Aegis like a fish. Why? You're sending him on wild goose chases. You have only yourself to blame. No, I don't. I can blame him. No, you don't. (laughs) No, you can't. He feigned concern for this person, and this person is obviously terrified for him. You're just jumping to conclusions all over the place. Oh, hey, Aegis is looking for you, because that'll bring her over. Oh, no, he's a bad guy, so no. I'm just going to hate him for reasons. Well, let's go with your original plan and hide outside of this house. She's going to have to probably come back for food unless she goes somewhere else that, I mean, people are looking for. She can't go far. Well, she packed probably most of her important shit when she went out the window. So I'm guessing she's... Leather pieces, (laughs) posters of Abraham. (laughs) Unless she's a pretty good survivor, I'm not sure where else she would go. People are looking for I don't know. The only thing I can think of is, is there any way we could try to pick up her trail again? You could spend the rest of the day looking, but I'm going to tell you up front that your chances of finding this trail are pretty slim. We ran into the tree line. Is there anything like in the direction that we were headed to, like towards in front of us? Eventually, the so the scene that you're in is there's a road that goes out of town to the northwest. It climbs a hill gradually. 
I couldn't tell you what the elevation is, but you know, climbs a hill gradually. You're pretty high up. There's a big lake on the top of that. Mm-hmm. I think like a lake, lake Tahoe, I guess, would be a similar sort of thing. There's a mountain stream that comes from that. That's the one that bisects the town. Okay. Rich folks on the right, poorer folks on the left, and this is all in a, a mountainous bowl. Okay. So in the direction that you were going is more mountains, but you have no idea which side of you she was on when she bolted. So she could be going back towards town. She could be going further into the mountains. She could be going to the lake. You have no idea. Well, time to go home. I think the only thing we can do now is uh, wait. Maybe she'll come back to work. Then we check out the broken egg again later. Well, I would want to stay at this lake house just at least for a night, see if anybody comes up looking for her. Maybe somebody knows that she's there and not telling us the truth. Either she comes back or somebody else shows up. Mm. Okay. Come on, wizard. Let's camp out for a night. <sighs> Fine. Whatever. I don't give a shit. <laughs> it's a delightful lake house. You'll have a lovely time. Is and there's a- sandwiches available. Is there like a waterfall or anything around? Uh, there isn't a waterfall directly here, but there is one, essentially, as the lake flows back towards the town. There's a waterfall there. Is there anything for me to pee off of, I guess, is what I was getting at? Oh, yeah. Yeah, you could find definitely some some ledges, maybe uh, get up on a, a little cliffside. Cool. I, just, I do that. I pee off a ledge. Angrily pee off of a ledge? Angrily pee off a ledge, as hard as I can. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you guys are hanging out at this beach house and time's passing it's getting into the evening melvin's had a couple of angry peas and he's maybe practicing some pogs on the in this unfamiliar terrain gets to be about eight o'clock or so and you hear somebody coming towards this cabin they're approaching not like stealthily not aggressively it's just somebody walking what do you do hide mm-hmm. are we in the cabin when we hear this oh what were you doing we, you guys were, were you in the cabin were you i figured we were outside yeah, so we don't want to be inside the cabin we want to observe the cabin yeah. this is a, this is a stakeout mm-hmm. i'm inside the cabin because it's way more comfortable <laughs> okay <laughs> so you and roscoe outside this cabin you guys are having this like super like high tension stakeout and he's just inside in a chair like laughing at jokes in his head <laughs> <laughs> wizard jokes <laughs> Tell me he understands. <laughs> <laughs> Joke so ancient that every once in a while we're <laughs> coming out of the window. <laughs> Internal so monologue I... wizard jokes. <laughs> I laugh stupidly too. <laughs> you're, the, you're, the, you're like the genius of the group, but you've got a doofus laugh. <laughs> well, okay. Well, I guess we hear it, and then um, I try to. Get his attention through the window with, like, the waves. Trying not to make too much noise, though. Uh, it's kind of dark outside, so there's no way I'm going to see you. So. Probably not. Yeah. Probably not. So, you guys out on the trail, uh, you see Rod, the guy, the musician from, from the Hugging Squirrels. And he's sort of nervously creeping his way up to the house. And he can see that there's, you know, some... I guess you can't really say that there's a light on in the age before electricity, but you're sitting in there with a campfire, maybe a torch or there's whatever. Some dancing flames. Yes. He can tell that there's somebody in the building and he's cautiously approaching. You gonna let him get all the way up there? Melvin, are you wearing are you wearing desire's clothing? Try to trick him in. <laughs> Try to at the table just like bad wolf. Yeah. Aha, cockbag. Do you have a beard? Um yeah, I do. 
Yeah, I think... I have a wizard beard. What if we tackle him? Exactly. And build a pyre and say we're going to burn him alive. Mm. Maybe Desire will try to save I think, him. Uh, yeah, me and Ross can try to make a plan while he's sneaking up I, to tackle him and covering his mouth so we can't scream. I, I say we uh, wait till he's like... Inside the cabin. Yeah, wait till he's walking in and then just like sneak up on him to shove him inside the cabin. Yeah, that's a good idea. I mean, well, yeah. we're not, we can't really say this plan because you're, uh, do we make this plan beforehand? Yeah, we, if we, somebody... t- we totally talked about this beforehand. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> we're that's what I figured because I mean, yeah. we're just trying to talk. He's like, wait, wait till he's in the building, guys. <laughs> All right, here's the plan. I'm going to stay inside and eat soup. And then uh, <laughs> you guys stay outside away from me in the cold and dark. And eat yeah. dog shit for all I care. Right, you fucking break. old man. <laughs> all right, so that's Chair what we do. We wait for him. Easiest jobs. Nice. Well, he is the oldest. I'm a lazy wizard. Lazy, lazy wizard. So you agreed on this plan in advance of whoever comes, you're just going to try and shove him into the cabin. Yep. You're going to try and shove him into that hard meat trap. I don't know. It's a good name for a vagina. Hard meat <laughs> trap. Or a bar. The hard meat trap. It's a, <laughs> we it's may a run bit. into that someday. Mm-hmm. Maybe that'll be uh, when we step our way into Melvin's origin story. The hard meat trap is a family bar somewhere. Or or is it just something I say that's really stupid? Like, <laughs> like, like if we capture Rod, I'll be like, ha ha, you fell into the hard meat trap. But I don't realize how... Like, <laughs> you think it's really clever. How ambiguous look at it, it sounds. Look at it, lick my balls. <laughs> You're the, uh, the uh, what's his name, Tobias from Arrested Development, where he just has no idea the innuendos he's saying. <laughs> I blew myself. Yep, nothing wrong with that one. <laughs> All right, so I am going to have the two of you, Kolvik and Roscoe, make some stealth checks. 17 plus 6 for 23. 15. All right, so you are able to successfully sneak up on poor, unsuspecting, and unobservant Rod. You shove him through the door. Melvin cries out, Ha-ha! You fell into the hard meat trap. (laughs) (laughs) He is super confused and looks around and is like, You guys, you're the people from the bar earlier. What the hell's going on here? I'm going to demand him to sit down. He sits down. You're an intimidating half-orc in presence. uh, Did he bring his loot? along with him he did not bring his loot oh i was gonna smash it (laughs) (laughs) just for no reason (laughs) to let him know we mean mean business yeah but you're but you're like a a spindly armed wizard so you were like dunk it's like bouncing off the table you're not breaking it anyway he didn't bring it so i had melvin is i mean uh yeah melvin a stick so he can break in front of him <laughs> Just so he at least gets the sound of something breaking. So he sits down in the in the in a chair, sits down immediately at Kolvik's intimidating request, and says, "What are you guys doing here?" Well, we uh, we're looking for Desire, and we found out she had this beach house, and uh, then we talked to you, but you said you didn't know where she was. And then she ran away, and then you showed up. So we're confused. So what are you doing here? I just I came out here to check and see if she was here. After you all said that she was missing, I thought I thought maybe she would be out here. I'm gonna grab it by a stupid tunic and say, "Where would she go?" <laughs> stupid tunic. <laughs> I mean, he's a loot playing half elf. He's gonna have a stupid tunic. On. Oh, he's got a stupid tunic for sure. I slap him. <laughs> 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 How plucky he's going to slap. 
scene. You slap him. He's like, oh, why are you doing this to me? Where would she, where would she run? I thought she would run here. That's why I'm here. I slap him again. Where else, oh! else would you run? I don't know where else she stays. Sometimes she sleeps at my place. I don't, I don't know where she is when she's not with me. I get out my curl bar. <laughs> oh, God. What, what the hell is that for? I need some answers. You better start telling the truth. I'm, I'm telling the truth. I'm telling the truth. I'm, I'm going to have you make a uh, an insight roll. 16 plus 2 for 18. Uh, you can tell that this guy is not only terrified, but he's telling the truth. He doesn't know where she is. He genuinely came out here to try and find her. And it's like 8, yeah? That's what you said? Call it maybe like 8.30 by now. Definitely. It's early summer, so this is dusk. All right. So let's tie him up and gag him. If you're lying to us, I'm going to make you shit your pants. Are we, I think what's we your plan here? Are you going to leave him here? We should continue the stakeout. Oh, yeah. We don't want him running and oh, running. Oh, you think like, we'll else? cut him loose eventually. We just don't want him go okay. blabbing and whatever else. I was so really waiting for the opportunity for you guys to just leave and then, like, <laughs> someday, like, eight episodes from now, I'll be like, you go back to the beach house and there's the skeleton. <laughs> hey, let's check on Rod. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, so you think somebody else might come along? Yeah. yeah. If, if he was just coming out here to, like, his curiosity was piqued as well. Okay. Like, uh, he has mm-hmm. no idea we can tell. Okay. Gotcha. Well, here's the plan. Uh, I'm going to stand here and eat some. <laughs> and, <laughs> right in front of Rod. <laughs> and uh, and you guys uh, you guys stake out the, the trail up here. How's that sound? Yeah. Back, to, back to the same plan? Yeah. So you have a long and uncomfortable night. Oh, except for him. He got soup. Yeah. Well, you know, a he's, warm fire. he's sitting by a warm fire with, uh, with soup, but he is sitting next to like a tied up gagged weirdo that keeps making whimpering noises unless you're going to make him shit his pants in which case the situation might get even more uncomfortable well no because i don't want to be stuck in this love shack with a guy who shit his pants we're leaving you could experiment them quick like yeah but i want to spend the night smelling this guy who shit his pants well it's morning already well i know but this is before morning yeah we're playing this out as uh, sort of as it happens uh, you you guys sit there throughout the entire evening. You guys sleeping out, or not sleeping, but staking out in the woods. You're inside with soup and gagged up guy. Nobody else comes. Well, knowing that we don't really have anything on Aegis, should we tell him that she's alive and we lost her? Just be straight up with him? Uh, I don't like the idea. I, I think we get paid to do a job, so I feel like our reputation really hinges on uh, doing the job that we were that we were okay. tasked to do. That's odd to me that she bolted at the first mention of his name, though. Mm-hmm. I agree. But what are we mm-hmm. going to do? Well, where do we go now? We could go slap him around. We could maybe ask Rod a little bit more about this Aegis guy. That's a good idea. Because he didn't like his language when we talked to him. He didn't like Aegis either. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Alright, so let's... Uh, ungag him. Ungag him. And... Uh, we're going to let him go, but... Um, Are you going to tell him that? Yeah, yeah. Rod, we're going to let you go. But Sorry uh, about all this, Rod. We have a, we have a few questions. We're, we're trying to figure out where Desire went and, um, you know, try to help her if we can. So, listen, I, we think there's a good reason why she's running away. Might have something to do with this Aegis character. Is there anything else that you can tell us about him?
Thanks for listening. Episode 3, A Hard Meat Trap, was released on November 19th, 2017. Come back next week for another episode of The Very Good Adventuring Team.